0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Fair Ones and Fairways. Noel Sosa, Hurricane Revis in the building. What up, Fernando? Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, it was a
1: big weekend. Uh, enjoyed the show for sure. Yeah. A big C. Mayo weekend. As you know, that's the Super Bowl for boxing and... and- <laughs> For, uh, for Mexican fans uh, depending on who's fighting
0: it it's got a Super Bowl feel to it so absolutely weekend, weekend for sure and anytime you get Canelo in Mexico for a big fight you know, that's got to be a big deal. It's okay, a uh, box office for sure. Big time, man. Big, big atmosphere out there. It looks like all the fans turned up to see him take on John Ryder. But real quick, man, before we get into that, because that's what we're doing today, recapping plus touching on a couple of, uh, you know, uh, some things that are making news in the boxing world today. Uh, we also have a special guest with us today. Who do we got, man? And we have Memo, the Butcher Miranda.
1: Hey. He's a, a good friend of mine. We go back many years. Uh, he's helped me with a lot of fighters. And he's a coach in his own right as well. He's actually got a young uh, 16-year-old that he's working with right now that okay. he's done wonders for. He's turned him into a really good boxer. He's working with Jarek uh, Cruzeta. Um, just um, good uh, good knowledge for the game, and he's got a good brain for this and just uh, you know, a really, uh, really
0: good coach, man. Hey, that's what's up, man. Well, good to have you on the program, man. Thank
2: you for having me. Happy to be here, Fernando. Thank you for everything that you just said. Yeah. Uh, you're a good friend, too, and, you know, we
1: are in this together. Yeah, okay, man. Let's let's get it. Let's let's get some W's down the road too, oh, man. Definitely.
0: Hey, I know that's right, man. Yeah, I know yeah. that's right.
1: And just a little side note, he was helping me helping me with some of my, my most recent camps. Those that know know that I had three fights that fell off, and so you know when that when that happened, I ended up just focusing more on coaching. But Memo was instrumental in helping me get ready for the, a lot of those fights that ended up falling through. So maybe one day we can. Uh, you work
0: together, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> sure. but, absolutely. Uh, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. Putting some work in in the gym, man. And uh, I tell you what, man. I guess we're gonna jump right into it today. Uh, like you said, big weekend for boxing. Uh, you know, single to mile weekend. I mean, for as long as I can remember, remember has always hosted some kind of big boxing event. Yeah. And uh, this uh, past weekend, the latest was Canelo Alvarez out there in Guadalajara. Well, um, uh, Jalisco Mexico, at the big stadium out there, taking on John Ryder. But by the way, can we give John Ryder some credit for just you know coming from, from across across the pond, all yeah. the way down to Mexico? Shout out to John Ryder. Shout out to, to yeah. all the Brit fans who showed yeah. up there. Yeah, I took. Sure. I thought that took some balls. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> to, to show up to Mexico, yeah. waving that flag, cheering on John Ryder. Yeah. I was like, hey, man, you guys are the real ones right there. Yeah, heck yeah. I mean, and I, and I touched on it last week.
1: You know, I said Ryder would have to have some tremendous belief in himself, a lot of mental fortitude to go into, you know, enemy territory, 50,000 fans, you know, against him, you know, to watch him get knocked out and, you know, to have the heart that he did, to take the punishment he did for 12 rounds, you know,
0: it deserves a lot of respect for sure. It really does, man, uh, and quite the scene out there, man. Sold out that stadium, I mean, uh, all the buildup, all the anticipation, man. How about those entrances, too, man? Oh, man, that was, uh, that's going to go up there. Cannell's entrance was,
1: you know, you can compare that to like the wrestling entrances they do, like on the big wrestling shows. I mean, yeah. it was, uh, it was
2: it a was big, definitely big good. entrance. Yeah.
0: Yeah man, pretty extravagant, pretty w, you know WWE-ish. Exactly. You know, it was a big time spectacle, man. Rami of of Apollo Creed when he fought Drago, man. Just coming out with all the yeah. dancing, all the singing, all the all the performers. Uh but you know, one thing I always caution guys about, man, and I always like, yeah. Ugh, I feel like you're setting yourself up anytime you come out wearing a crown. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, that, yeah. That, you put a lot of pressure on yourself, man. Yeah. Yeah. But I think when you're Canelo, you're you're able to do that. Oh, definitely. Especially when you're in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> when you're in your hometown, you know, uh, do, yeah, you can definitely get away with it once you're Canelo.
2: And it was a big show. It was his moment, you know. Um, definitely had to put up a show even before the, before the fight, like days before the fight, before the fight, when the entrance, and during the fight.
0: That's
1: right. So. And, you know, and I touched on it, you know, last week too. Uh, I said uh, they would be like a going to the movie theater, right? Right. It would be for the entertainment. And, you know, Everything from the beginning of the fight, from the entrance, it was the box office. You know, everything was going according to script. But I think into John front. Ryder changed the script <laughs> a little bit. And if you were going there to watch an action movie, I think you got disappointed at the end. I think they, the ending wasn't as, as what he would have anticipated.
0: Well, you know, it's funny, man. Uh, let's jump right into that, right? Because uh, going into the fight, when we, when we covered, you know, me and you, Fernando, when we got into the, you know, we were, you know, doing the episode leading into the fight. Uh, we both agreed that this was going to be a showcase performance. Yes. Yeah. And and, and, it, and it was. However, maybe it didn't go exactly the way we thought it would. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with you real quick. Okay. Just give me your feedback on what you saw. You know, uh, the first half of the fight
1: went exactly like I expected it. You know, when he dropped him in the fifth round, I said, okay, he can take him out whenever he wants. Um, but – what the crazy thing is, you know, after he uh, survived the seventh and eighth rounds, uh, Canelo started getting hit, and he looked very fatigued. And it's the same issue he had with Bivol, where he right. got tired. and uh, Looked like he ran out of gas. He, he ran out of gas, and I think he gave away the last two rounds. I mean, I don't know if they gave it to to Ryder in Mexico, because I mean, <laughs> right. you have to God, knock exactly. out Canelo to lose a split decision. In <laughs> that the really tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, actually, yeah. Let's be honest. But uh, but yeah, so he looked he looked a little tired. His head movement, and, you know, Memo was telling me earlier, his head movement didn't look as good as normal. Looked very flat-footed. He, he, uh, mm-hmm. he, he looked like he ran out of gas, man. I don't know if it must have been the, the adrenaline of being in, uh, you know, the big stadium and, you know, big homecoming, big show. Or, you know, maybe he's lost a step. You know, it, it, was, uh, it was very surprising um, because he did have a uh, – he had John Ryder dead to rights the yeah. first half of the fight. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, John Ryder was smothering himself with his combinations. He had him on the ropes and he couldn't hit him with anything of significance. Um, he couldn't land his money punch, which was his right hook. Um, couldn't do much of anything. And then once uh, Canelo got tired, that is towards the later half of the fight, he was actually landing some good shots on Canelo. Sure. And I yeah. thought, man, you know, it's kind of anticlimactic. If you <laughs> if, if you wanted to go see a homecoming like, like Chavez did with Hagen, where he right. took him out and put on a show, dropped him twice, finished him, and, you know— it, it wasn't exactly that, you know, you, you, you kind of
0: were thinking w- what happened, you know, why, why couldn't you get him out of there? Absolutely. Remember what'd you think of the fight, man? What'd you, what'd you uh, come away thinking?
2: Well, before the fight, I always thought it was, you know, I had th- the feeling that I had for the fight, it was one of those when you think it's a, build, um, a tune-up fight for something better in sure. a few months. So, and I thought it was going to be like that until uh, Canelo was going to win and by KO in four rounds, honestly. Uh, all due respect to, to Ryder, but yeah, I thought it was going to end soon. But I noticed until from the second round, I think, um, Canelo wasn't really doing that much damage on Ryder. So I thought that he might um, survive a few more rounds. But as Fernando said, well, a few more rounds after, uh, I started feeling like Canelo got tired. Mm-hmm. He yeah. definitely got tired. He was moving, moving the head as much as he does mm-hmm. or the way he does. Right. Um, he was just standing in front of Ryder the whole time in right. the second part of the fight. So that's why he got um, connected a lot. You, you saw the nose after the yeah, yeah. after the fight. So. Right. right. Um, we definitely saw a different Canelo that we're not used to see.
0: Right. I, I agree with that. we you know used to seeing a bit more from Canelo. A couple of things for me. Uh, very first thing, I wonder if we didn't see a lot of the foot movement, the you know the, the 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 footwork, the moving and docking and dodging like we normally do from Canelo. Because where could he do it at in such a small ring? Oh I mean, that God. ring was tiny. Yeah. yeah,
2: I told my brother since we were fight, uh, since we were watching the first fight. Yeah, we were like, man, that ring is small.
1: I have you? I don't remember the last time I saw a ring that small for an event that big. It's almost as if they. Everybody thought he was going to knock him out early, so they just, you know. It was comical. It. Yeah, it was a very really small ring. I mean, if you're a pressure fighter, you love that. that
0: you were in heaven. Sure. But, uh, but, yeah, for a boxer, that's a nightmare. I mean, sure. I, do you think, I mean, obviously, in my opinion, right, I think the popular opinion is that they, they got, you know, that was a stipulation by Canelo, the A-side who negotiated. Yeah, he caused the, the shots. The, the size oh, of the oh, ring because no, no, no. they figured they'd get in there and get him out. Do you think it actually, and I'm, I'm just asking, I don't know this, do you think it actually ended up hurting him? It, I mean, it could have. I mean, but uh,
1: like I said earlier, I mean, he it it really seemed like he had him dead to rights in the fifth mm-hmm. round. Right, like he could have just picked his moment, and for whatever reason, he just couldn't finish him. He couldn't step on the gas. I don't know if he just ran out of gas. If if it was just, I mean, I don't maybe the adrenaline rush of being the in moment. his hometown and yeah. it just wore off, and a lot of pressure. I mean, I don't know what factors went yeah, into it's like so many it,
2: fighters when they get to the big stage. I'm not saying Canelo is used to be in that stage, but right. this is something. This was something bigger. You're talking about a stadium hmm. that holds normally around 50,000 50, uh, people plus right. now the people that were um, sitting in the field. Right. So it's
1: brought about 55,000 total probably. Right. Well,
2: probably more than that.
1: Right, maybe but 60, 70,000
0: people, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So that's a lot. I mean, maybe he, whenever you get the, nervous, the, the, the legs don't work like they normally do. Right. right. Um, you know, maybe it was the stage.
0: And and let me ask you this, too. I mean, a lot of it was made that, hey, you know, this is a homecoming for Canelo. He's going to be in front of his, you know, his hometown fans where he grew up. His people are going to be there. You know, people always look at that as a home field advantage. Isn't it true that sometimes being at home is a disadvantage? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, it can. I mean, when you start putting all those pressures on
1: yourself that you want to perform, you want to get a highlight reel, you know, knockout or, or, you know, a virtuoso performance and, you have people that you know from high school that you know from high school you know cousins you know brothers sisters everybody's there everybody yeah. you know and you want to put on a good show for them and so yeah I mean it's it's a lot of pressure and you know if you're not ready for it it can backfire yeah. on you pretty pretty quickly
2: i think it could be a combination of both you know we probably seen an old canelo and the the stage the all the the pressure that he had in it in him so I think it was a combination of both more than
0: just that. Uh, I mean, because I, mean, I can imagine, right? I mean, you're there, again, in front of a bunch of people that you know, that you grew up with. That's got to be pressure. I mean, it's one thing to get hit in the face. It's one thing to get hit in the face in front of, like, you know, your high school sweetheart or, like, yeah. you know, your, 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 your third-grade teacher yeah. or your mom, your grandmother. His grandmother yeah. was there. Yeah. Her first time ever seeing him perform as a, yeah. As a, as a uh, professional. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a lot of, to me, that just that's more pressure, not less. Yeah. To me, that's more weight to carry in the ring, not less. Yeah. Um, I, now I've seen guys, for example, the, the number one fighter that I can think of for this is Carl Frotch. Anytime he fought Nottingham, it's like he was Superman. Yeah, like you know, if he fought anywhere else, I mean, he always put on a great, you know, he's a great boxer, yeah. Carl Frotch. But when he fought Nottingham and that yeah. crowd was cheering him on, it's it gave him this extra boost, this extra energy. And that happens for some fighters. Yeah, some fighters. Again, it's kind of the opposite. I guess it just kind of depends on what your makeup is.
1: Yeah, and then uh, to touch on the other side, the flip side of that, I don't know if you guys remember Corey Spinks fought Sav Judah in St. Louis. That's right. And he fumbled that one. That's right. You know, big entrance as well. That's right. I think it was it Nelly wrapped him out to the ring. That's right. It was just a. It was supposed to be his uh, coming out party, Mm -hmm. and he fumbled it. Man, he got knocked out in nine rounds. So, you know. It, the pressure can get to you sometimes, for sure. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah but uh, let's be honest. Canelo choose an opponent to, to win. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. I this...
2: mean, he probably told everything this... about what was going to happen, all the pressure that was going to have on him. So they choose someone that definitely didn't know that he was going to beat.
1: Yeah, no, this was definitely uh, his Greg Hogan, for sure. Well, he was supposed to be. Uh, but I just feel like, you know, Ryder came in a lot tougher than anybody expected. He uh,
0: He didn't follow the script, for sure, you know. He definitely did not follow the script. I mean, he didn't. Listen, and we got to give, again, I know we gave Ryder credit just for taking the fight in the circumstances he did. How about his just performance? Uh, listen, rugged guy, yep. tough guy, came in there, did not come just to be an opponent, did not come in there to get a check and lay down. He stood up. Matter of fact, when I felt he was in the most trouble is the part that won me over. He just, he was bleeding, he was hurting, he was wobbled, he was knocked down, but he just said, Come on then. Yep. He said, You, you saw m- m- uh, motion to Canelo, bring it. Yep. You know what I mean? Bring it. Let's yep. go. And he was throwing back. He yep. said, "If I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go out on my shield." Yeah, and I absolutely cannot say enough. I take my hat off. I salute the man. I give him props. Matter of fact, I, I wish I had a sound effect here that was that was appropriate uh, to give him <laughs> because uh, that right there, I mean, at the very minimum, deserves a round of applause because yeah, John Ryder showed he's got that dog in
1: him. Yeah, yeah, so and for good. sure, I mean, he won the last two rounds of that fight. And my on my scorecard, he won the last two rounds. You know, Canelo looked like he was fading. And it looked like he was just he just wanted to fight to be over with and, you know, celebrate because he knew he had to fight in the bag. Absolutely. But it, it definitely, you know, it merits a lot of credit for Ryder, for sure, you know, to have won those last two rounds
0: and to have to really to tough it out for 12 rounds against uh, someone like that. So, listen, here, here, here's the part I really want to get to uh, about this Canelo fight, Canelo versus Ryder. Listen, it seems pretty unanimously, not all the way, but for the majority of people. Uh, seem to be disappointed in Canelo's performance. Now, we're talking about a performance where he dominated the fight. Yeah. Knocked his opponent down. Beat him pretty good. I mean, Ryder looked like he got got, got some work done on him. Yeah. You know, but people are still disappointed in the performance. Is that fair?
1: Yes and no. I mean, (laughs) yes, in the sense that, you know, he was supposed to get this guy out of there. You know, he was handpicked for a reason. You know, they they handpicked him for that reason. They they all thought he was going to get him out of there, um, and it and it really looked like he lost a step. It really did. It looked like he it wasn't the Canelo of two three years ago. Right. It did not. It's not fair because, like you said, he dominated the fight. Since when do you turn in a performance where you win ten rounds and people say eh, that
0: that, <laughs> that wasn't it? Very knocked, rarely. Knocked him down. Beat him pretty good. I mean, Ryder looked pretty. I mean, I imagine what his face looks like today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably pretty swollen. Mm-hmm. Pretty he got he got a good you know he got hit pretty pretty square a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. So
1: for me, it was a combination. It's yes and no because you know, like I said, he won ten rounds. It's it's unfair to say that, but he couldn't get him out of there, and he did look tired, which was an issue that he that hampered him early in his career when he was coming up. It seemed like he had it under control while he hit his prime, but then it's been creeping back up again. So so that that's something to I think look out for. What
0: do you say, Memo? What do you think?
2: I think, I mean, Fernando knows me, and he knows that I don't like Canelo. Don't You're not, not a Canelo fan, man? <laughs> Definitely not a Canelo fan. <laughs> but um, I'm thinking we're going to defend him right now. How about that? Oh. Yeah, yeah oh. this is new for Fernando because he knows me. <laughs> he knows all the captain that I Hold on, hold on. Fernando. I got one for that.
0: <laughs> no, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that a good one.
2: Yeah, I think it's unfair, man. I mean, like, like Fernando said, he did a good performance overall. He dominated the fight, and I mean he got caught a little bit. You know he got some punches in and everything. But overall, he was a good performance. He dominated the fight. Uh, probably won ten or eleven, maybe the whole the whole fight. And I think it's a little unfair, you know. Uh, then also, I think we're just seeing the end of Canelo, so it's not a twenty. Eight-year-old Canelo, we're looking at a thirty-three-year-old Canelo. Sure,
1: and and I think also like mostly with like the the Mexican community, like uh, the countrymen, they're comparing him to Chavez. So 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 they're gonna so they're gonna compare the two stadium performances. Well, what did Chavez do in his stadium performance? By the way, one hundred thirty thousand people. Right, he got his guy out of there in five rounds. Right. Canelo seemed like he can get his guy out of there in five or six rounds. Didn't happen, and then he couldn't, he couldn't do it. Couldn't so do that's it, yeah. part of part of the the criticism that he's getting. But like we said, you know, it's a little unfair to him as well because he dominated the fight. You know what do you expect at that point? Yeah, what can you do? Like yeah. John
0: Ryder again is a dog. He yeah. proved it. He showed it. But at the same time, right? We l- we talk about Canelo being the face of boxing, the pound for pound king.
2: I mean, he has been for. Yeah. Maybe seven, 6 7 years. Right. And I think that's the thing. Um we just used to see Canelo perform better. Right. Uh knocking out his opponent. The
0: expectation, the bar is a little bit higher for Canelo. So.
2: Yeah, he swept the whole division so right. Right. and with good performances, knocking
1: out Smith, right. Joe Sanders, uh Plant. Right. So, so it could be a combination of, you know, we just underestimated John Ryder. Boom. And yeah. you know, a uh, combination of that maybe he lost a little bit of a step because he's 32 years old.
0: Right. But again, John Ryder just had tremendous heart. And listen, we're talking about 32, 33 year old Canelo. You got to remember this, this guy has been fighting since he was a a child. 15. 15 So, 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 you know, you think, well, 32, 33, that's a young guy, but he's got a lot of miles. Yeah. He's been, I mean, talk about not just the fights, but all the time in the gym, all the sparring sessions, all the things you don't see that go into the deterioration of a boxer's skills. I mean, Listen, a human body is a human body. It can only endure so much. So we're talking about the fights he's had cuz I mean, look look at Canelo's record. We've got Canelo's record. 59. What is it? 59 2 and 2 with 39 KOs. I mean, that's that's a lot of fights. And then mixing all the all the stuff you don't see, all the time in the gym, all the sparring sessions, all the heavy bag workouts, all the speed back workouts, all the miles he's got to work. That's a lot of wear and tear yeah. on the human body. Yeah. So even though he's 32 33, He's got a lot of miles on yeah. Him. Yeah. And it's not like you're not getting hit even in the fights you dominate. You're That's still right. getting punched.
1: So, I mean, you know, it just depends on the fighters. A lot of Mexican fighters usually, unless you're Juan Manuel Marquez, a lot of fighters uh, from, from Mexico tend to lose their prime by their early 30s because of the style of fighting. Uh, I've seen fighters at 29, they're, they're shot. They're considered shot fighters because they've taken so many punishment. So it just depends on the style of fighters. Usually Mexican fighters because they take so many fights. That's right. And, and
2: I feel also it's because... They have to they have a longer road than American fighters. So they have to be known in Mexico before they can make it to the US for a title shot.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So by the time they come to the US and make their US debut, they are thirty and hour, you know, thirty right. fights on their belt. Right. So it's um well, you have some fighters like uh Jesse Ramirez mm-hmm. uh fighting for a title at you know, sixteen fights, fifteen fights. So right. The mileage that they have, the road they have, they have to, to to pass by before they get to a, a title shot, this is a longer than American fighters. So that's why I think uh, that's a difference between American and Mexican fighters
1: and why they last longer. And the amateur background too, is oh, a big part of it. Of course. Yeah.
2: As, as a boxer, I started boxing in Mexico with my brother. Uh, there were times where we were fighting every, every week or every other week. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely a lot of fight, a lot of
0: uh, amateur fights. See, I mean, all that right there, that all adds up at the end of the day. It does. Um, I know we're going to be talking about some other things here, too. A lot more to get to. But just to to make sure that we end the uh, talk about Canelo and John Ryder uh, on a good note here. uh, The word is, and we we talked about this previously, too. Canelo, they ask him, what's next? He will not let go of winning this rematch with Dimitri Bivol. What do you... Fernando, I'm going to start with you. What do you think about that? What, what are your feelings right now, now that we've seen what we've seen and we are where we are? So so last week, I said I see a pathway for him to win. <laughs> I didn't
1: really elaborate it as much. I just said that it could be a controversial decision. Sure. I don't know that I see that same pathway anymore <laughs> to what I saw this weekend. But, you know, what he would have to do to beat Bivol, he's you know he's going to have to get off first. He's going to have to punch with him because I don't know if you noticed, every, every time that Bivol took him to the ropes – he would let off, what, six, seven, eight punches nonstop. And, you know, Canelo was just blocking, you know, moving. And, you know, to the judges, that looks like he's getting, you know, he's getting punished on the ropes. And so there's going to be times where he's going to have to punch with him, you know. And I know that presents a risk, but he's going to have to do something to get him off, to get him off of him or to get off the ropes. He can't allow himself to get taken to the ropes by Bivon. Do Do you think that's the f- correct fight for Canelo? Mm, no, no, I would not uh, bring him up to 175 anymore. I think that that that's, that should be
0: it. How about you, Memo? What do you what do you think? Does does Canelo need to? Stick to his guns Get this rematch with Bivol Try to get some get back Or does he need to look A different direction
2: I think he needs to look In another direction Like everybody wanna see The fight we're be this. Yeah, do Bivol
0: Everybody wants To see this and fight If, if you yeah. wanna talk about A, a mega fight I yeah. think that's the mega fight That's right the there. mega fight yeah. And it's more winnable yeah. In my opinion yeah, I'm not what. saying he would win I'm just saying It's more winnable I don't think Dimitri Bivol is winnable Maybe before Saturday
2: But after seeing Performance on Saturday I mean He <laughs> don't think it's winnable I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I But it. I mean but if he wants a check,
0: he's
1: gonna. Hey, yeah, that's a yeah. pretty big
2: check right there. Good check, good check. Yeah.
1: He's he's gonna have to bank a lot of early rounds in a rematch with people. He's gonna have to bank a lot of early rounds, a lot of eye catching combinations. Make sure the crowd reacts to you, land some shots. You know, he's gonna have to bank a lot of early rounds because once that fatigue sets in by the 9, 10, 11, 12th round, mm-hmm. it's gonna become very noticeable that he's losing rounds. And by the, by the time he hits, he hits that tenth or eleven, the championship rounds basically. It would behoove him to have had at least six or seven in the bank because sure. it, it or to benefit from a close decision because I, other than that i mean i just i don't see it i don't, I just don't see it
2: if he makes it to to the end of the fight because if he does whatever he, you're saying right now is that he's gonna get punched too, yeah, so he's gonna get connected, and he I don't think we've always gonna go down to one sixty eight or do a, a catch weight.
1: But He said he wanted to do 168.
2: He's but, saying that. Listen, but, yeah. you know how
0: this goes. Yeah, yeah. You know how this goes.
2: I mean, if they have the money
1: and they put the money on the table,
2: maybe he will do it.
0: And and that would be actually the better route for
1: Canelo. Let's say, hey, do that 168. Try but to drain him a little why bit. Why not? You yeah. know, it seems yeah. to be the trend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it seems to why be the not? trend, yeah. But, uh, You're the A-side, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But-
1: you know, and we and we said this before. He's just a proud guy. He wants to get his get back at the weight that he lost, and it's commendable. But he's obsessed. But he you is. know, he and he calls his own shots too. But if I was his his manager, you know, anybody Reynoso, and yeah, I would try to just push and push. To stay at one sixty eight and fight someone else, yeah. See, there is no sense in it anymore. And,
0: and, and Eddie Hearns a kind of take orders kind of guy. He's not yeah. really directing the show. Yeah. He's just kind of going with the flow. Yeah. So that's you know it can be a good and a bad thing. I think in this instance it's a bad thing. Yeah. Because uh, if I was managing Canelo, I'd say, listen, dude, let's listen. One seventy five, that's too much. If we're gonna, you know, if anything, I'd like you to go down. But if we got to stick at one sixty eight, let's at least stick there. Yeah. And let's give the people what they want. You know, if you want a big challenge, a big match, let's give the people what they want. You want to make a ton of money? Let's give the people what they want. Fight Benavides. I think that's the fight everybody wants to truly see. The Bivol thing, listen, man, weight class is for a reason. Uh, You know, Dimitri Bivol is, is, is in his prime right now. Yeah. Um, there's questions about you maybe being on the other side of your prime. I'm not all the way ready to write Canelo off yet. I think it could be a number of things that led to what we saw this past yeah. weekend. And again, sure. I still got to give Canelo credit for his performance against John Ryder. He dominated the fight. Yeah. He won. He scored a knockdown. He beat the face off of John Ryder. Yeah. I mean, did I mean John Ryder? The the, the pictures going on and it's so funny. John Ryder. John Ryder says Canelo was past his prime, and then you look at his face. It's like, well, goddamn. Yeah. You know, you better be lucky he's <laughs> past, yeah. past his prime. <laughs> you might not to be alive right now it's almost like John Ryder thought man he's supposed to knock me out what happened he's supposed CO? to knock me out why am, I, why am I sitting here balloon faced you know um but but so I want to give Canelo his credit bottom line that's just I, I want to make sure I state that real quick great performance by yeah. Canelo good performance solid performance by Canelo maybe not what we expected because the bar is so high but good performance nonetheless Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. dominated won the fight I would encourage him to go ahead and take the Benavides fight, man. I mean, yeah. listen, if we're going to if that's the game we're going to play, you're talking about fighting Bivol, I think you need to leave that alone. Yeah. Let's give the people what they truly want. It's going to make a shitload of money. Can yeah. you imagine September rolls around oh, man, and you've oh, got Benavides yeah. versus Canelo on Mexican Independence yeah. uh weekend? Fireworks, man. I that's mean, that would be massive. That's another oh, yeah.
1: 1.2 pay-per-view buys right that's there. That's
0: bigger than the For Bivol sure. fight, you know, yeah, numbers-wise. Yeah.
1: Let Bivol take care of Berbiev. Yeah, let let oh, them oh, pan- Handle Dude, business. That's let them do what they I wanna see. Yeah. 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 Let so, them handle business. You handle business down down in 168, and let's maybe, figure it out then. Maybe there's some cracks and they all later on. I mean, but listen, Right now,
0: yeah. Stay yeah, 168. After fight, Arthur better be of. There probably be a little bit less yeah. than what he is right oh, now. Yeah, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. Let him wear him down for you just a little bit. Let, absolutely. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. I mean,
2: Canelo needs. I think he knows his body. Like if you need to say it one time when he draw against um
1: Rosendo, Rosendo Alvarez. Alvarez. Yeah.
2: So I know my body. He said, "I know my body. I know I'm getting old. It's not the same that it used to be three, four years ago." And so he won the the second fight and he retired. So I think Canelo needs to think about. Uh, he knows his body. He knows he's getting old. And, and so Memo, he needs to uh, go ahead. M- go ahead.
1: Memo's was talking about Ricardo Lopez, Finito Lopez. Finito uh, Lopez. Yeah. Mexican oh, yeah, legend, yeah, yeah. Uh, fifty-one and zero. Sure. Finito uh, Lopez.
2: Yeah. yeah. So I think he knows his body and he knows that he's getting old. And if he wants, if he fights Benavidez, gotta be now. Get that paycheck right now. You know you're set for live already, so might not, might as well get another paycheck. Yeah. yeah. And then don't fight him until you're old, like. All right. Like he yeah.
1: fought. Yeah. Yes. Fight D. him. <laughs> yeah. Fight yeah. him
0: while you can. Com- while you can be competitive with yeah, him, basically. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I agree with that. Uh, listen, man, Canelo again now uh, 59. Uh, 59 wins against just two defeats, and look at those two defeats, man. A uh, uh, young prime Dimitri Vivol and the great Floyd Mayweather. Greatest of all time, absolutely, man. With 39 knockouts, two draws. Uh, John Ryder uh, falls to 32 wins, six defeats, and 18 knockouts. Still a great record for a prize fighter. It's
1: gonna be a good uh, a good gatekeeper for that division, a good uh, test for for that division. You know, so I there's nothing wrong stay, with
2: it. I think he's gonna stay up there. You know, yeah, fighting for definitely fighting for the titles once Canelo. Let them go.
0: But, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've become a John Ryder fan. Sure. Uh, I really uh, he won a lot of respect from me. Uh, real quick, jumping uh, into the heavyweight division real quick, let's go to the top to the big boys, Tyson Fury. And, you know, I hate to talk about rumors, but, at, you know, we've talked about this. We've been trying to figure out who the hell is Tyson Fury going to fight next. Uh, it's, <laughs> I yeah. think we were texting. You said it's yeah. always a mystery with Tyson Fury. It is. <laughs> uh, Tyson Fury, man, the Gypsy King, uh, the heavyweight champion of the world, of course. Uh, you know, he's got uh, one of the belts. Uh, he's the lineal champion. Uh, you know, uh, Alex- uh, Alexander Usyk uh, has the other titles. But uh, the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, uh, apparently has a new frontrunner in the contest to be his next opponent. Uh, and we're talking about Zhang. Big yeah. Bang Zhang, yeah, went, yeah. <laughs>
1: and uh, if you remember the first time we talked on the was the episode two, yeah. I, I did say Sang set himself up, set him set himself up nicely for these paydays, and I think he's finally getting one, you know. And I did, I also said that he would be the underdog in, against four of the big names, sure, at least four or three or four of them. But uh, I think this fight will be fun while it lasts, you know, if it happens. If it happens, of course. Let's assuming that it does happen, um, it'll be fun while it lasts. He. He's not going to get uh, bullied by Fury, right. I don't think. Um, you know, he's going to have to, you know, start chopping down with that left hand, and start, you know, working him and trying to even make this a little bit rugged and a little bit dirty. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tyson Fury, he's one of the all time greats. You know, not just as a heavyweight. You know, I, he's he's probably going to let him tire himself out, and then once he's, you know, don't take any really any real risk, and probably just get him out of there in
0: the seventh or eighth round, probably. I mean, I think he. Got, I think he got just two big guys in there. I mean, there's no. I mean, that's just the obvious. And you've got one guy who's exceptionally skilled. Yes. Uh, in Tyson Fury, and not saying that that, that Zhang isn't skilled because he is. I mean, you don't get that far in the career without being skilled. But Tyson Fury is, in my opinion, on another level. He's a special fighter, yeah. um, especially for his size. Um, so I mean, I would favor him, Emma. What do you think, man? Oh man, I'm
2: Fury all the way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't see Sang, Sang. Yeah, yeah. I don't see him winning any round. Honestly, um, Gypsy King is just gonna move around. I mean, a six foot nine guy shouldn't shouldn't be moving like that, man. It's, like, it's
0: crazy it's, to see, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's not possible. Like, is he really right, six nine? Six <laughs> nine, two hundred 270 plus pounds. Yeah. I mean, this guy's a freak, man. Yeah, he no, like, got him, You know, he's moving like a butterfly. You know?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. You know, I think, uh, like I said, it'll be fun while it lasts. I don't know if Zhang wins any rounds, but, you know, he will land a few lefts. I think he will land a few times on, on Fury. I think he's too slow for Fury. But he's
2: way too slow, man. If he wants to do something, he's going to put it, has to put pressure on him, like have pressure that he
1: hasn't seen before. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I think that's what makes it interesting because right. Fury's going to have somebody coming at him. You know, for however rounds that last... Who kind of matches his size yeah. for once. Yeah. Kind of. Kind yeah. of, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, um, so so it'll be interesting to see how he handles that. But it it will be a question of uh, how soon can you get him out of there. Right. That's, that's I, really I, what the, I, I give him six rounds. Six rounds? I say, I say eight. I say eight because I just... I think he's going to let him wear himself out. He's going to play defense. He's going to make a miss. He might take a shot or two here and there. And then when he finally sees that Zhang's exhausted... That's probably when he's gonna strike.
2: But if he sees that he's landing some punches, he's just gonna let him himself go. Yeah. He's not gonna wait and see if he tires up. You know, no, he's gonna. If he lands some punches in the early rounds, he's gonna finish it.
0: My my initial thought, and obviously, if this fight becomes official, we'll dive deep into it. Yeah. But my initial, my 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 knee jerk reaction is that uh, that it goes the distance and Tyson Fury dominates. Like, like you're oh, talking about definitely. like one eighteen one ten or yeah yeah I I don't think it'll be close at all uh, yeah. I think for Tyson Fury dominates and and that and it goes the distance I don't know if Fury will necessarily turn on the let me go get him out of there I think he's just going to dominate I think he might stun Zhang a few times oh yeah and 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 and, and that be the day right yeah. there that's and, my initial and, reaction I mean, if and,
2: they go to the twelve rounds I think uh, Fury will win ten and the other two just because he. Decides to take a break, right? You know, and also get some air, and you know, right.
1: and That's it. Fury is also known to do whatever he wants in there. <laughs> if at if at some point he just doesn't want to take a risk, and you know, he he won't do it, right? You know, um, so he can t- turn in an exciting performance, or he can turn in a, a dreadful performance, like he did with Klitschko, but he still won, still won. But you know, so it, it's going to depend on what he wants to do that night, really more than anything. And you know, and but then again, we were saying that about Canelo and Ryder, so. That that'll be uh, whenever he wants to take him out. Yeah, but uh, so we'll we'll see. You know, I think it's interesting. I do think it'll be fun while it lasts. That's my first reaction. I think it'll be fun while it lasts. And uh, you know, big,
0: Fury's Big Bang Zhang also forty years old. Let's not forget that. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. a, that's a big factor too. Yeah,
2: right I mean man. if we're talking about uh, North Canelo, then we, should, <laughs> right. we yeah. should we should we should, should, should
1: bring that and, up as well yeah, too. this I mean, big guy. You and know. Know. if you saw his fight with uh, Philip Hergovich, he looked like he was just willing himself. Yeah. To, you know, to keep going because he looked just like exhausted. I mean, right. and, and it happened again against Jerry Forrest when he fought to the draw with Jerry Forrest. He just looks like he looked like a zombie. Like he just couldn't even lift his arms up as and, a tired tardy was. And that
0: ain't going to work against Tyson Fury, y'all. No, just that, so you know. No, Tyson Fury will just, <laughs> you know, he'll smile at you. He'll probably throw a right hand and, you know. And again, man, I know it's just a rumored fight. We'll see if it ends up becoming official. Another fight that is rumored and we are all hoping and waiting and, you know, anticipating that this could actually become official. Are we going to finally maybe get Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford? I mean, the word is the word. I hate saying this because it's all speculation and rumors. But the word is they are kind of progressing in the negotiations. There were some podcasts that came out recently where Errol Spence was the guest, and uh, he was basically saying, I don't want to fight anybody but this guy, and we have re- we have reignited talks to make this happen, and some serious money's getting thrown out there, which it should for this kind of fight. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the biggest fight, pound for pound, in boxing yeah, that can yeah. happen, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, maybe outside of, you know, Fury Usyk, which of, you know, undisputed world heavyweight champion is nothing gets bigger than that. But this would definitely be, you know, a 1A, 1B type situation. Yeah. Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford. Do you think we're actually going to get it this time? So, um, and let me, I just, uh,
1: so here's what I'm going to say uh, Crawford and Spence, if I can use two words to describe the last year, as far as the possible fight, negotiations, or negotiations falling through. If I can just use two words, Crawford spends the fight itself. Bullshit. Yeah, there we
0: go. I like that. I like it. I, uh,
1: I'll believe it when I see it at this point. Yeah. You know, uh, i very disappointed that it didn't get made. It, it doesn't help boxing, you know.
2: The best should fight the
1: best. The best should fight the best. There and, it you is. Know, and it's, got, it's gotten to a point where I'm like, man, if I'm in charge of the sport, if I got two champions who don't want to fight each other, strip them of their, of their belts. You know,
0: Right. What are we doing?
1: What are we doing here? What is this? What you is know? this? You know, this is the two best fighters in the sport, arguably. It's a boxing purist dream. You know, why not make it happen? Yeah. It'll make money. People want to see it. It's,
0: you know. It's a, it's an interesting time for the sport of boxing, where uh, you know everybody just you know Floyd Mayweather has got it in people's heads that that O just has to be intact. Yeah. You know, we talked about this in a previous show. That, the Mayweather problem, yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. and, and and listen, I love Floyd. I love yeah. what he's done, but but I think he's confused a lot of people by by making people think you got to have the O the o isn't that important. Don't get me wrong, it's great to be undefeated. Yeah, it's a bonus. I mean, obviously, that's wonderful. I've never been beat. That's awesome. What's better is getting in there and fighting the fights you're supposed to fight, building a true legacy, testing yourself, creating history, right? Creating history not just for yourself, but for the sport, for you know, for the generations to come again because what Floyd has done, he and not his fault but it, now guys have this mentality of I got to have my, O, oh, have got to protect it. And, and we're going to negotiate and I need my terms. And I, I'm going to throw out this stipulation, this stipulation, this stipulation. If you don't accept, well, then we're not fighting. It's just it's become a fucking mess.
1: It has. It has. You know, it's just uh it doesn't help the sport, as I said. And, you know, you know, and and. It's almost like we are repeating history with Pacquiao Mayweather, because that fight was I don't know how many years past its... Four or five end, years absolutely past sell by least. date. At yeah, least, you know, yeah. that fight in two thousand ten would have been the biggest fight and probably in the history of the sport. I truly believe so. And that was probably when Pacquiao would have done had his best opportunity to win. Absolutely. Um it would have been something to see. You know, and they made it way too late. And you know, it just uh people still tuned in, but for someone like me and you know, someone who follows the sport. That fight lost a lot of luster when Pacquiao got knocked out, yeah, against Marcus. And yeah. so, you know, I watched it because I wanted to, I wanted to see it, but it, it was over it was overdue for sure. And sure, and you know, we're we're on the verge of making that same mistake here with Crawford Spence, where they can drop the ball and the fight doesn't get made, uh, or it gets made too late. You know, so but I think
2: we shouldn't blame the fighters. I think it's in the you know the managers, the the promoters. Oh, I'm top rank, and you are golden boy. We're not gonna fight. My fighters aren't fighting your
1: fighters, yeah? right? I mean so, that that's historically a problem. Yeah. Well, you know, I, w- I would counter by saying Ryan Garcia said, "Hey, give me tank," and he got him. So, so I
0: mean, so so to your point, and and, and this is where <laughs> this is where this can go on all day yeah. long because you're right. If the promoters can get in the way, yeah, but the fighters have proven if they really want the fight, ultimately, yeah. It can be done. Yeah, I think it's just a lot of posturing by both camps. That's really yeah. what it came
1: down to. I think you know one sees himself as the A side, the other as well. But you know, real if if you were asking me realistically, it's a sixty forty for Spence. He's the A side. He, he draws more more of a, of a fan base. The better fighter, in my opinion, is Crawford. But I mean, that's a different debate. Yeah, but you know. Let's be realistic with the negotiations. Let's make a
0: a realistic fight, you know, for the fans. Why, Why don't fighters, if they truly believe they're the better fighter, right? And we want to be fair. I'm just talking about being fair here. Why don't they ever agree? I've heard guys talk about it, but I never see it actually ever happen in negotiations. They talk about it a lot. Well, winner gets 55, loser gets 45. Or... 60-40, 60-40, right? Yeah. I mean, if you really believe that you're the better fighter and you want a fair shake at it, why isn't that utilized ever? I, mean, I hear guys talk about it all the time, but they never follow through with that.
2: I think it also just depends on who has a bigger fan base. Sure. If I'm bringing more to the table, why should you get more than me? Right, right. And I, and that's
1: fair. Yeah. And that's fair. No, it is. And And, you know... And Crawford hasn't really
0: been proven as to be a big draw outside of Omaha. So, but those instances where it's like, all right, we're both kind of the A side. Yeah, I feel like that could be a ground for some kind of reasonable negotiation. However, we're talking about boxing and reasonable negotiation; those two things don't kind of go together. And anyway, look, <laughs> if, you're, if you're the B side in this, all you know, win the
1: fight, and now you're the A side going forward. That's you right. Know, win That's the right. fight, take the fight, win the fight. You know, make the concession one time. You know, Lomachenko. Gave all kinds of concessions to Devin Haney. Right. You know, and some could argue he doesn't have to. Right. But he did. And, you know. Same thing we, with
0: Garcia yeah. and, and Davis. I mean, you know, Garcia gave in to a bunch of concessions. Didn't work out for him. But but nevertheless, yeah. mm-hmm. the fight actually happened. Yeah. Uh, they both made over $30 million a piece. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. And, you know, and they're better off for it. Uh, you know, there, there's a. I would say
1: so. You know, <laughs> boxing doesn't. he does, His career doesn't take a hit losing to Tank Davis.
0: Tank Davis goes back to being a pay-per-view star. I mean, nobody loses here. In a day and age where the pay-per-view numbers aren't what they used to be, the numbers that Tank and Ryan did, that shows you that if you just make the fights that are supposed to happen, you can still get those big paydays.
2: Yeah, it's just, I mean, they were forcing Davis to be the next pay-per-view star. Right. When he was fighting... Tanahara or right, I don't know. Right, who, right, right. Like, No, no. There, there was another that Garcia Vietnam. that he fought. Yeah, yeah all that. Yeah, yeah. So they were forcing it to be the pay per view star. So maybe the numbers weren't as good as they wanted to, but it showed that whenever the name is in front of him, he will be the face of boxing next, and he will be the star of uh, pay per view events.
1: Yeah, if you fight the guys, you're supposed to fight. The fans will tune in. Man, you know, simple as that. Simple as that. Boxing
0: fans, we understand and feel your pain. It's been a long time since we just got the fights that we deserved on a consistent basis. It's become so political. I get it. You know, I get it. And here's the part that bothers me. And we're talking about a potential, you know, probably one of the biggest fights that could possibly be made in boxing, talking about Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford. Will we get it? We don't know yet. You know what fight we are getting? And this, this is why I get so pissed off. We're getting Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. I mean, they could make a fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what the fuck is the problem here? And I'm sorry, yeah. I don't mean no, to be cursing good. too you're much good, on here. But good. it just, it, I'm upset. And I know if you're a boxing fan, you're probably upset too. We can't get Crawford Spence. Oh, but we can get Jake Paul against Nate Diaz. What the hell is going on around here? You know, <laughs> I get they, uh, <laughs> I mean... <laughs>
1: I mean what's going on? I mean, they they uh, they're not afraid to make money on <laughs> that side. They're
0: not afraid to make money. You know,
1: I mean Jake Jake Paul, you know, he, he's a business. He, he's an interesting situation yeah. though because you know, let, let's let's look at let's look at this. How many uh prospects get built up, you know, in the United States every day? There's hundreds of prospects. Right. Right? Everyone. And and right. They're building them up against MMA fighters, right? Tomato cans as they call them, right. Joe Schmoes. Right. And we have a guy in Jake Paul who has a huge fan base outside of boxing. Right. Turns pro. YouTube, social media, people yeah. love this kid. You yeah. know, and
2: you got to keep in mind that he's also one of most haters,
1: most yeah. hated uh, YouTubers. Right. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's why. Yeah, no, he gets all that. But what I'm trying to say is he's going to have to build his record up as well but he can't do it versus Joe Schmo from Omaha, Nebraska, or Joe Schmo right. from Arkansas right. on a pay-per-view card. Nobody will tune in. So he's gonna have to get somebody that he can beat, that he can build off his record. Someone that can sell, but has a name, you know. And that's what that's where you know pe- the, a lot of people don't understand. Like, why is he fighting an MMA fighter? Because he has a name, yeah. and and he's trying to build up his record. He's doing what everybody's doing, right? Only he's doing
0: it on a on a higher stage. Yeah, he's right? getting
2: paid well doing it
0: and paid well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's getting paid for like the fights. Like when I just jumped right to this because he had such an extensive. Uh, period where he was being developed. I think about, you know, a lot of fighters have, but I think about Mike Tyson because he fought so frequently on his way up, and he fought a lot of guys that nobody ever heard of. Uh, Just just getting the rounds in, getting the experience in as a professional. He dominated. He looked great. But, I mean, it was nobody that he was fighting that we would ever care about or write home about. Jake Paul's just doing the same thing, like you said, uh, just to back up what you said, just on a much grander scale. So he's finding marketable names. Who don't really, yeah, who don't really pose a threat in the boxing ring. Yeah. You know, Um, and people get mad at that. Well, why isn't he fighting a real fighter? Because he just got started. He's an amateur. Yeah. He's an amateur. And a lot of the people
1: that are complaining, I've seen a lot of professional boxers who are complaining about this. Who have more MMA fighters on their record than Jake Paul does? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it's insane, you know. So he, they're just they're building his record up. They're doing I what mean, every you see other it all fighter's time, doing.
2: Fernando, well, yeah. well, when you look for fights yeah. for, for your fighters, oh, uh, they offer this to fighter, he's an MMA fighter and he's
1: they take fights yeah, and
2: he's debuting, right, yeah. right. So you know. I mean, you're gonna build up a record, you're gonna build up a record I of fighters. I then, cannot
1: tell you how many main events I've seen. In this area where it's like some 5-0 guy against no an 0-30. Right. And that's a main event down here. That's a main event, yeah. You yeah. know, and. It's a one-sided card and sell. Yeah. And people don't shit on that, you know, they. Uh, it's part they, of the game. It's part of the game. And the so, game. like, but because, you know, this guy's doing it, you know, on the higher stage, they do. But, you know,
0: it's, uh, what can I say? I mean, it's, uh, Jake Paul's doing it right, you know. Well, let me ask you this. This is the real question I want to get to here. Obviously, I'm a little upset because we're getting this fight and not Spence Crawford or a couple of the other fights that we want to get, but somehow they can still make these fights. Are these fights good or bad? Are they good or do they hurt the sport of boxing kind of in general? What What is your take on that? So the the what they've been doing before is
1: that they have the Jake, the Jake Paul fight, but the undercard has been some legitimate professional fighters. Yes. Which, you know, brings eyeballs to that. And they've really done a great job with women's boxing. Oh, yeah. Level. Amanda Serrano, I mean, what, what he did for Amanda Serrano. It, unbelievable. No one else has done for her. I, I mean, first-hand,
0: 1st I love it. I love it. I love yeah, it.
1: Yeah. She's, she's making money that she would never have made with another promoter like Bob Arum right. or PBC. Or, they're not, you know, they don't, I don't want to say they, they don't take care of women or don't care
0: about women. They do. But Jake Paul changed her life. He's yeah. made it a point to give her a strong push that p- other boxing promoters just are not doing. Just yeah, not doing. Like for yeah. women, yeah.
2: I know a, a female boxer, a former a five-weight champion she, in Mexico. She was making 80,000 pesos for a fi- for a championship fight.
1: Yeah. Wow. And she's a WB, she was a former WBC champion. Oh
2: You're talking about $3,000, $4,000 for, for a, a championship title chef. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, and and typically, you think well, Mexico treats you know women, women's boxing better because they do give them more a bigger stage, but the pay is just ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So what and it's Jake not Paul, different in the U.S. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's not. And so what Jake Paul's done for someone like Amanda Serrano, it's life changing, but hopefully, it can also be a game changer to where a lot of these women are getting the exposure they they deserve. And,
2: and for Serrano, you're talking about the Pacquiao female boxing. Yeah.
1: Right. So, right.
2: Right. Just put it in the, the eight division champion. Yeah. Right. Pacquiao versus Serrano. Who right. made the most money?
0: Oh, of course. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean it's not even not even close. Not, not even close. Not even a fraction almost. Um absolutely. Ultimately, man, why I stand on it is I think, you know, these these um <laughs> these special attractions, if you will, uh I think it ultimately Is not a bad thing because anytime you can bring more attention to the sport of boxing, I think it's a good thing, especially in today's day and age. Yeah. I think also too it's it's you know, people always want to write off boxing. Oh, boxing is dead, boxing is dying, MMA this, MMA that. Listen, the biggest money always comes in the squared circle. Always it always happens in boxing. That's why so many MMA fighters leave. I mean, right now you've got Francis Nagano who's trying to get out of MMA to fight. Get in a boxing ring because that's where the money's at. There is just a respect and an appreciation for what it, what, uh, what a fight is when two guys decide to stand in front of each other and throw these hands. Yeah, and you know that—that's the kind of fight. And 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 now, just for me personally, I respect all uh, combat uh, athletes. I mean, I salute you, hats off, what you do is is incredible, no matter what your discipline is. But for me, when two guys stand in front of each other. And, and duke it out, put their hands up and go toe to toe with these hands. To me, that's, that is, is, is a true fight. I mean, I grew up in a, in, in a neighborhood and in a time to where, you know, if you got in a fight at school or a fight in the street, as soon as you started wrestling, people broke you up. Yeah. Uh, 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 get up. Yep. Fight. Don't do that bullshit. Fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that's what I grew up with, and that's what I appreciate. And again, I respect all combat fighters. What you do, yeah. I just take my hat off to you. Salute. Yeah. But I want to see guys,
1: toe to toe. Yeah. And not yeah. for nothing, but I mean, who, who uh, inaugurated the T-Mobile Arena? Was it MMA or was it Canelo versus Amir Khan? Yeah. That's right, Canelo. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. So you know they've been saying boxing is, is a dying sport. Boxing has been dying for a hundred years. Well, come on, they've yeah. been saying that since Jack Dempsey. Oh, when he retires, uh, you know, and then Kim Joe Lewis. Oh, when Joe Lewis is gone, boxing's gonna know. die for sure. Then you get all the it, over, way over, over, and over, over and over again. Over. It's been dying for a hundred years. It'll outlive all of us,
0: probably. Absolutely, <laughs> so. absolutely.
2: It was the first one and the last to stand. Yeah, so
0: that's right. That's yeah. right, man. I, I, again, so ultimately, I think these these, these things are not. Bad necessarily, especially when they do like you said, man. They have these special attractions, you know, combined with some real deal uh, action, and, so people can get a real taste of and, what boxing's
1: all about. And that should be the formula, you know. Right. If you're gonna give me a sideshow, give me a great undercard.
0: Yeah. And then well, and, and
1: and you know what? Then I'll enjoy the sideshow a little better. Right. But give me a good undercard, you know, for sure.
2: And uh, to to defend um, Jake Paul a little bit, I seen wars. Fighters, oh, yeah. getting title shots <laughs> and winning yeah. those title shots. Yes, <laughs> so I'm just putting that on the table. Yeah, absolutely, but, I like that. That's a good so, take. Yeah, yeah. Don't be surprised if you ever <laughs> see him fighting for a for a title.
0: It definitely could happen, and let me yeah. tell you what. Because uh, who did he lose to? He lost to Tommy Fury. Jimmy who? Fury. God bless him. He's a horrible boxer. Yeah. <laughs> Just, Tommy Fury. I don't ever want to see him fight again. Yeah. <laughs> but he still beat Jake Paul. That ought to tell you enough right there. Okay. Yeah. But you never know, man. This kid. Let me tell you. Jake Paul has dedicated himself to this sport. I mean, he's come in very late. To learn this sport, but has dove head in right into the deep end of the pool and has dedicated himself to 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 the sweet science. And for that, again, I take my hat off. And you got to give the man his credit. He's in there against the right type of opposition, whether you agree with it or not, that's the level yeah. that he's at. Uh, and he is giving it his all. And I give him credit for that. And listen, again, the more eyes on the sport of boxing, I can appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, real quick, uh, before we get out of here, guys, uh, Edislandi Lara is uh, official, I believe, going to be taking on Danny Garcia. Uh, what do you think of this matchup? You know, Lara
1: should enjoy the size advantage. You know, Lara, you know, is very elusive. Um, you know, Danny Garcia is gonna have to press him. I, I know, I know he he doesn't do that much with fighters, but he's gonna have to press Lara. You know, look at uh, what Angulo did with with him. You know, he almost got him out of there, but his eye was filled up. You know, really, really badly. So you're gonna have to press him. He's gonna have to work his body. You know, he's gonna have to throw that right hand a lot. You know, he can't he can't rely on his left hook for this one too much. He's gonna have to throw that straight right hand a lot. But for sure, he has to invest in that body early. He, he's gonna have to press him. Yeah. He might not like it, but he's gonna have to press him.
2: He's gonna have to have the right preparation. He's gonna to have to have the right uh, par- uh, par- sparring partners. So when the fight when the fight comes, he's gonna be able to put that pressure on him. If not, he, if he doesn't have the right camp, he's not gonna be able to 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 get a win or even be competitive. Mm. Uh, we know that Lada is gonna move around. He got that and style which I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, except, uh,
1: except for Rigon, though. Uh, that's oh, another, man, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. That, that's yeah. another yeah. level, dude. He
2: <laughs> he just likes to get in the bike and, and <laughs> leave. Yeah. But, yeah, he got the Q style. He's going to move around. He's going to uh, make uh, Danny Garcia miss a lot of
0: punches. Big, hey, big he, risk, big risk. This is a big risk. Well, I wonder where Lada is going to be that night because I saw a couple of fights here recently, and I'm forgetting the opponent where he did it. Well, he was a little bit more flat-footed. Because uh, that's what we're used to seeing from Edislandi Lata is, is, is the movement, is the, you know, the, the, the superior boxing skill, the IQ, you know, using the ring, moving around, being elusive, you know, picking your shots, picking your spots. Uh, but there was a fight or two recently where he looked a little bit more flat footed. I think if he does that, he opens up the door for Danny uh, because, you know, Danny, he knows how to land a punch. Yeah. He knows some angles to look at. And uh, depending on what version we get of Edislandi, and and I think obviously, you know, to his benefit, if he's, if, you know, if I'm advising him, if I'm coaching him, I'm telling him, hey, no, you're going to get back to that stick and move, you know. Yeah. Um, But depending on what version we get for him, this could be an interesting night.
2: Yeah, and I think it was just because of the weight. I think he moved out in weight mm-hmm. to 160. Mm-hmm. So I think he has some time to adapt to any weight. It I don't just, know yeah. in what weight class. Will it be
1: a catch TV? weight? Uh, they said anything? Uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't looked at the details there.
0: I, oh. I, I, I don't know. I, that's a good question. I'm going to have to look that up.
1: But also, uh, I mean, age started to creep in for Lara, so – That's that's gonna make the fight interesting uh, because of that, you know. Is he is he an old Lara or the Lara of old? So Mm. so we're gonna have to really, you know. I'm gonna enjoy watching that fight for sure.
0: Oh man, Uh, excited for that. Of course, excited anytime we get some of those kind of matchups on our radar. Looking forward to that. Of course, Edis Lani right now, uh, 29 wins, uh, three defeats, three draws, 17 knockouts. Danny Garcia, 37 wins against just three defeats and 21 knockouts. That should be a fun fight, Uh, fellas. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. It's been great chatting a little bit of boxing with you guys today. Yeah, it's been great, man. Uh, look forward to doing this more often for sure. Absolutely, man. Uh, Memo, it's good having you on the show, brother. How'd you I enjoy did, it, man? I did. <laughs> Thank fun. you for coming over here, butcher. Yeah, the butcher in the house, y'all. Come on, man. Hey, man, we had a great time. Thank you uh, for tuning in and checking out. Chat a little bit of boxing with us. Of course, find us on social media. Fair ones and fairways. Everything spelled out. Fair ones. And fairways, except on Twitter, it's just fair ones. And shout-out to the Magic Man, Antonio Tarver. Big shout-out to Antonio Tarver. Hey, man, following the page, showing love. Hey, man, uh, w- that night, talk about a shock. Yeah. yeah. And he went on to build quite a legacy for himself, and then, of course, star in a Rocky Balboa movie. Yeah. I mean... And now he's hitting fairways, y'all. Got any excuses tonight, Roy? You got any excuses tonight, Roy? Uh, Legendary. And I hate to say that because I love Roy, but you know what? Antonio, that's our guy right now. Legendary moment for sure. Y'all have a good one, man. Keep your hands up.